0: here excited about episode 10 of the mental matters podcast it's your boy richard and i'm here with jerrell jerrell is here checking in checking in for the one time yep and yes we are 10 episodes in bro
1: 10 is a good number man <laughs> it's a solid number nice whole number it is a
0: nice whole number yeah we double digits bro yeah not for triple digits it's going to be a while. Yeah, eventually. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to hit that the next year. We're going to get there. Okay, fair. Yeah. So,
1: Perush, how was your week, man? The week was good. Went to the movies, saw Hotel Artemis. How was that? That was dope. I love Sterling K. Brown. Like, that's, that's my brother that, like, don't even know me, but I love that. You man. know? <laughs> and it's like, I've only seen, like, part of his work. I'm not even, like, his biggest fan, but I love that dude. I watched, uh, when he was on a promotion tour for the movie, which is why I wanted to go see it, he was on Jimmy Fallon, like, two weeks ago, and uh, he was just himself, like, he was just, like, smiling, and, like, laughing, and cheesing, and I think that's important for, like, black men, like, even though all the chaos is going on in the world, like, you know, he's still, like, his authentic self, you know, amongst, like, being a Hollywood superstar, and being a high demand, and being on, like, a number one, like, primetime show, like, he's still himself, so I just, I just really love that man, like, he's dope.
0: Yeah. yeah, you know it's funny though. We kind of talked about it last episode, but every time I mention what my one of my top five like favorite sitcom dads is, uh-huh. I mention him. They were just like, "Oh my god, I forgot about him." <laughs> well, he's like real life like dad. Goes like, I want to be like him when I'm a dad. Yeah. Extra corny for no reason. Yeah. Don't mind putting it out there, but making somebody laugh or whatever. It's cool, corny though. It's yeah, not like,
1: it's not like like I don't know old-school Huxtable corny, like with a sweater. And the- well, back then it wasn't corny. Yeah.
0: Now it's corny. Yeah, Right now, Bill Cosby's corny, yeah. but that's... <laughs> Besides the fact that everybody and their mama picked Heathcliff Huxtable and not Bill Cosby for one of their favorite dads, I mean... That shows you the
1: distinct difference. <laughs> that shows you the
0: impact he had is yeah. on the Cosby show. So, I mean, give us just do where it's due, but mm-hmm. moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think it's worth mentioning in the sports realm, ain't no basketball plan. I mean, we just had the draft, but yeah. I knew, like, little to nobody in that draft, so really? I didn't really care. So, you
1: didn't follow college ball?
0: No, not this year. Wow. I was, it's funny because, like, like I'm sitting there, I think I was, like, on a conference call or something, and mm-hmm. I realized, I'm like, oh, the draft is today. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like
1: so, like breakdown. I guess like a heads up on a few of the players. Like DeAndre Ayton went number one. He came from Arizona. I know he went to Phoenix. Yeah, and, I know that. Uh, and like he's like you probably never seen like his highlights or like seen him play.
0: Not until I saw the
1: draft. So like I've seen like a couple of games in Arizona, and uh, he's like Demarcus Cousins without the frame. So he doesn't mm. have like the strength of Demarcus Cousins yet. Yeah, and so, like, he has the three-point ability. Like, he can light it up. Like, he has, like, a stroke that reminds me, like, Durant. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not as refined as Durant yet, but he's, like, Durant coming out of college. Like Okay. But he doesn't have the handles, though. So, it's, like, he has to work on, like, getting his strength up so he can bang in the post. But he averaged a double-double in college, Like he averaged like 26 and 12.
0: It sounds like Finney's about to be low-key, like, dangerous to play. Yeah,
1: Devin Booker's still going for, like, yeah. whatever he could to get up order. He's like Clay Thompson Jr., basically. Basically, he look like him.
0: <laughs> Only thing he needs to, uh, is to hit single. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to. That's
1: John B. for people who not keep it It's up, Clay but. Thompson, bro. Same person, bro you remember the video like the voiceover yeah, yeah Like he was just
0: bust out singing and <laughs> Steph and Durant sitting there busting out laughing that was hilarious but uh so shout out to all the new players in the NBA may your goals be everything yeah um one of the current stars in the league Mr. Kyrie Irving though mm-hmm. will be dropping his new movie next week yeah. so I low-key want to see it I think it's going to be hilarious I'm gonna go see it. If Rich go see it, we're gonna tag team it out. And yeah, go see man. It together. We'll see. I gotta get approval. Okay. I can't be spending money a little nilly because we're going on vacation soon. So, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. not getting <laughs> trouble with the wife, bro. Yeah. But uh, so shout out to Kyrie and all the people in that movie. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish gonna be in that joint, yo. Yeah. It's no it's gonna be funny.
1: You know who else gonna be in there that I like? And he has his own show coming out. Cool. little real. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's funny. I can't wait. That's, see? My man's from Get Out. Yeah, Everybody see? Loves him from Get Out. <laughs> no one's going to be coming to more funny, though. Like, it has to be now. Yeah. So, that's happening. mm mm-hmm. uh, Also, in the sports world, well, Mr. Weber. Chris Weber.
1: Chris Weber,
0: man. Of the Fab Five. Yeah. He, uh,
1: John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, I should say. One of them. John Harbaugh is the Baltimore Ravens coach. Jim Harbaugh is coaching you of him. So Jim Harbaugh brothers, though. They're brothers, Yeah. Jim Harbaugh called into some radio show, sports radio show. I think Chris Webber was the guest on there. And they, like, chopped it up right there on, on online, like, actually why, the way airwaves was going on and everything. And, like, he asked Chris Webber to be, like, an honorary um, captain for, like, U of M football this season. And so Chris Webber was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely there. And that's, like, very, like, monumental for, like, U of M uh, athletics because everybody knows, like, Weber was, like, banned from U of M after, you know, the whole scandal of him taking, you know, whatever money he took and he pleaded, you know, guilty, he admitted to it. And Mm -hmm. he was banned from the campus, I think, for, like, 10 years. And then they lifted the ban. Even though they took all the banners down from the team's success. Man. Basically erasing from the history books. They told him, you can come back now. And he was like, I don't even want to. So, it's like they put a 10-year ban on him, and then he took another 10-year hiatus <laughs> from the campus. And now, sometime this fall, they didn't pick a day where, or a game where he's actually going to appear. But everybody's keeping an eye out for that, for him to be back on campus wearing that amazing blue number man. four. So, that's dope.
0: Shout out to one of the legends of our time, Chris Weber, man. Yeah. I mean, he was a Piston, so I'll give him his kudos, but... Uh, yeah, towards the end, right? Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. He, he, was, he was effective. He was effective when he played. He wasn't like I rookie sophomore mean, season, Chris cool. Weber, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't even like the third or fourth year player, but... Yeah, he had a nice mid-range. Yeah, he mid-range. gave you that mid-range. He gave you a little tween-tween, bap. Yeah. <laughs> Child to fillet. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's big news on the sports world. Other than that, I mean, I ain't like we get in the basketball game no time, so... I'm probably gonna try to check out one of these JBA games though.
1: Okay, when do they start? You
0: know? they started already. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. That. Started Thursday. Okay. So I'm gonna try to go uh, see if I can catch some highlights.
1: I don't agree with the way they've been uh, trying to dog Levar in, in the media. Like I know he's like he doesn't have like the softness that the media wants. Like even sometimes he irritates you me, know. but like they shouldn't be like dogging Leangelo for not getting you know, drafted because he didn't get picked up by any team on uh, Thursday night at the draft. But yeah.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, and we'll kind of get into a little bit of this later, but it's like the end if you do, the end if you don't. Yeah. And as a aspiring father, I'll put it that way, <laughs> you know, for me, I would hype my boys up all the time, too. and guess mm-hmm. I would think they're the best in the world. Yep. And if I coach them all the time, then, yeah, I'm going to think they're the best in the world because I coach them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get his approach and I understand that. I also understand how annoying he can be at sometimes, <laughs> but I'm going to have the confidence in my kids. Like yeah. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to go to like a little league game yeah. and be like, "Damn, my son suck." Yeah. Like no, you're not <laughs> going to do that. Like because you believe in your son or or daughter's abilities. Like yeah. I don't know. I think that's just like stay off. Like whatever. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure his time's coming. Um, one of my favorite undrafted players is Ben Wallace himself. So I mean, we'll see how this all goes. Yeah now I don't know if he's gonna be like that defensive juggernaut <laughs> but what I will say is if you work hard you play hard and I'm sure you'll get your shot somewhere yeah. worst case come to Detroit man we'll pick you up <laughs> see I'm, I'm drafting everybody like. <laughs> you if you everybody. haven't
1: noticed I can't, can't pick up everybody. That's our problem now. Like We got these guys who who like nobody else really had an eye for. Well, they can't figure them. it out,
0: so, I mean, what's the point? I mean,
1: like, we just can't keep taking everybody. We, okay. we did that already. Henry Ellison and, and, and who was the other guys? Uh, Bobo, like these guys. They oh, Bobo? They're taking all of the salary cap money. Bobo dunking
0: we, on people now in L.A., though. What do you mean? Uh,
1: he didn't do that here. <laughs> they always
0: get better when they leave. Yeah. Then Dinwiddie with the twins. Yeah. That's all I gotta say, even with
1: the Lions too, like it's like a uh, Detroit thing. It's like they leave and yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't talk about the Lions. All right, I'm over the NFL right now, but.
1: yeah, I'm. So you boycotting the season, or is that another discussion for later?
0: We'll say that for later. All right, we'll say that for later. So, anywho, positive notes only. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, hmm. One positive note for me though. I was just able to, you know, really try to take advantage of being more focused at work. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say I wasn't focused, but it's a lot of different moving pieces, a lot of different um, versions of pushback. So I was able to kind of just get some reassurance Mm -hmm. by people that's been seeing my work, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, it feels good. You know, when you work hard and people recognize it for me, it's like, all right, I'm doing something right. And it's the reason they keep blowing my phone up. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it means I'm obviously doing something right. Because if they didn't need you, they wouldn't call you. Right. So, it's good to be needed still. So, what's my positive vibes of the other week? I mean, okay. I got to... I actually went to that Juneteenth event. Okay. Which was dope. Uh-huh. It was dope at the Charles H. Wright Museum in Detroit. Yep. And I got to meet with the black young, young professionals of Detroit caught up with some high school friends, and, you know, just have a blackity-black time. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Is that what everybody
1: else called it, too? That's what I called it. Okay. That's what I'm going to call
0: it. Blackity-black. (laughs) Blackity-black. Yeah, why not? Uh, I got to, also, some people were excited to hear about our podcast and what we're doing. So, I mean, yeah, we had a good time, so. Oh, it was a good week this week. Yeah. We'll talk talk about more of this week a little bit later, but uh, Mm -hmm. big things happened this week, so. So, yeah. What's the positive vibe for you of the week, man? What, what?
1: Positive vibe for me of the week? Yeah, man. I mean, like, I was doing a, a spiritual fast this week. So, spiritual fast. Yeah, so our, our pastor called a fast, you know, and we could still, you know, consume liquids. So, you know, a little chicken broth here, some juice over here, water, you know, that type of thing. So, it was, it was one of the, like, I don't always make it through. Whenever we call it fast, I like guess like I always just end up like I need like Give me some, some Popeyes. Yeah, I need, real quick. I need some Popeyes <laughs> real quick. So Give I, me them
0: give me them uh, spicy tenders
1: real quick, thank <laughs> you. This is actually like one of the ones like in my life where I actually lasted That's what's up for, for a long amount of time. And was still able to be productive and then get things done and you know, it's just like I'm trying to like step my game up more. Um, step your game up. So so I actually been <clears throat> like getting things done as far as stuff that needs to be done different like church organizations okay you know planning different things so cool. it's it's been I've been reading more books like I was telling Rich before we started recording I was reading this book called Boundaries and so mm. that that has been helping me uh stay focused on not being uh the person in a relationship that is like letting everybody else down or like cuz like I feel like sometimes in the past I'll be the person that I would have an idea. Like, if we were starting a podcast, I would, I would agree to something. I, I kind of like fall back a little bit. Man, message somebody, and it's been like three days gone past, and it's been like, it's been three days, that's okay. And then it's like five days going past, and then I feel terrible. Like, it's ah, been about five the-. weeks, it's cool.
0: It's been all five years, it's all right. So, this, I, is, <laughs> this is fine. So, I'm on fire.
1: I've been getting better. And uh, not being a person who lets everything just pass me by recently. So that's that's my positive. I've been more proactive, I guess. That's the word I would just sum it up as. Fair enough. Yeah. Proud of you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. I've been learning from you. You don't take no crap.
0: Man. You know James Brown nah. said,
1: Papa don't take no mess. Richard don't take no mess.
0: <laughs> I don't. I learned that this week. We will get into all of that later. I promise. So in the spirit of everything Juneteenth, um, I kind of wanted to, just kind of. I feel like I feel like there's a lot of parallels between the reason we celebrate Juneteenth, and you know, even as just the culture itself, why we have the certain mannerisms that we do. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I get a sense of panic when my boss says, "I want to speak to you in my office." Yeah. Because I automatically associate it with something bad. Right. And it's like, I know it's not going to be bad because I've been busting my butt at work. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I ain't cussed nobody out this week. <laughs> I ain't like, you know, saying nothing stupid to nobody. Right. So, I, what do you want to talk to me about? Uh-huh. And they'd be like, can you go get this signed by my boss? Yeah. And they'd be like, whoo. <laughs> I'm not getting fired. Like, yeah. what you... <laughs> You thought you were getting fired? Like, why did you think that? Like, I don't
1: know. This is whole principal office
0: theory, that's why. Yeah! And so I want to get into that. Um, you know, where does this type of mentality really come from? Like, what are some of the behaviors? And, mm-hmm. you know, how does it affect us on a current day level? And I think there's a lot of good and bad with that. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of do a kind of a rundown of what that used to and what that currently looks like and where we're going with it. So for those that have been under a rock, you know, since they've been born, um, who've been somewhat sleeping what they say now woke, Juneteenth is the ultimate celebration of the true abolition of slavery, um, as defined in on June nineteenth of nineteen sixty five. And so, you know, everybody thought the Emancipation Proclamation was the end all be all And yeah. good old July 4th And we love America and all that good stuff But we had about 89 more years of just pure Slavery so yep. that was not The case at all mm-hmm. and You know even before that You know there was this whole um Thing about you know Just how Our ancestors Especially well, African American ancestors Were treated it's not to say that we are the only culture that's ever been through a slavery um, period of our lives, but this is what we talk about yep. so you know I, I just always go back to think and I've always had this discussion with friends in the past like what was the mindset of an individual going through slavery like you were always told you're less than mm-hmm. you're never gonna be enough don't you dare try to pick up a book and learn how to read. Right. It was, like, illegal for, you know, African-Americans to, or slaves at the time, to learn how to read. Yep. And, you know, like, what what type of impact do you think that really had on, you know, just our culture back then? Like, being told, like, hey, no.
1: I mean, I think you're, like, constantly living in fear if you're, like, in like under that oppression at that time. I mean, even when, like, the slaves first came here, I was speaking to one of my friends who who's not black American, and they were kind of just like, hey, I didn't think of, like, any of the stuff that you said that went along with blacks being slaves. And, like, I told them, I was like, well, when you think about the blacks when they first came, or the slaves when they first came here, they weren't slaves when they first came here, Africans that turned into slaves, right? Right. So, um first came here, there was, like, a language barrier, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they're under an oppression. They can't even communicate with their oppressor. They don't even understand, like, what's going on. They just know that. I mean, they communicated,
0: person, but it's not the way I would take these right, days. Right, right. You hit me right. these days. <laughs> East side rich in this thing. So let's just get, make that clear. But anyway, go ahead, bro. what I'm saying?
1: It's like, you come to a place that you've never been before, in chains, bound, like, just, like, Worse than they would do any animal. Worse than they would do, like, some type of, like, killer animal or whatever. Like, you're just bound in chains, hands, feet, um, and and you're not even understanding what the heck is going on. Right. And it's like, you can't find a way to, like, get out of this because you don't know where you're at. Like, you have, like, the worst. Like, there is no nutrition. Like, you're not being fed properly. Right. Or, or at all,
0: probably. So, you get, what? You get, like, the scraps. Yeah. You know, you, so, and you think back to, and we're going to definitely make this full circle. You'll see where we're going with this in a minute. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why the whole thing about, like, you know, just the stuff that they didn't want. The crops and things that they didn't want. So, you know, you, that's how you get in the mindset of eating pig feet. Yeah. Chitlins. Yeah. Trash that no people want for true nutritional value. Yep and, you know, high salt contents, etc. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting this whole thing If you're eating bad and you're just trying to survive every single day and it's like, this is all we got to eat at the end of the day. Right. Like, that's trash. Mm-hmm. So...
1: And how does that trash food affect, like, your mental state? Like, it, yeah. it has to have a negative effect. Like, of course it, it does. Exactly. So, I mean, the language barrier is, like, one of the biggest things because it's like, if you can't communicate to somebody, like... We always speak about, like, in a marriage, you have to be able to communicate. Like, in the organization that you're in, you have to be able to, like, be able to present, like, facts and present information. If you're not able to do that, then that's, like, one bad way to, like, kick off whatever you're trying to do. Um, Like, don't read a book. Don't
0: you dare. You better not get caught. Right. Or you'll die. Yeah. Basically, that was the mindset, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. It's like, really? I can't pick up this calculus book because I'm going to die? First off, current day. If I pick up a calculus book, I think I have a good handle of what it is now. But yeah, there's probably some sections I probably not like optimization, yeah. but we won't get into that. Yeah. But um, but no, just to keep on that note though, like you had that barrier, you had you know your threats, I guess, of oppression, and you were stuck. You were like, all right, well, I want to do better for myself. I want to escape this horrible thing that we're in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go through all that, you have the people like uh, um, Harriet Tubman who led the Underground Railroad tracks to get everybody out of... getting people to the north, basically. You know, the best she could. And, you know, you have these different efforts and now people are, you know, gaining the ascendancy. They're, you know, learning how to read. They're learning how to speak the language. Mm -hmm. You know, they're even starting to be involved with the arts yeah. you know they're making music exactly <laughs> you know you know the whole blues thing and everything really like creating music yeah like, like we're sitting here genres. like mm-hmm, <laughs> it's yeah. like you're sitting there sometimes it's only for you to communicate yeah and we understood that and it was like alright uh-huh. what the heck are you guys doing out here yeah like I don't know what you're about yeah not gonna get me lynched alright suck it uh-huh. And so you go through that. You fast forward to, you know, times like, again, you even fast forward to this whole Emancipation Proclamation where all slaves are to be released from their masters, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, and yeah. all that, and this whole 40 acres and the mule crap that never happened. Yeah. And. Still looking for that. And you still had. Look, <laughs> 40 acres is a lot of land, bro. Yeah. But. You have that, you have this period of time where not every single state abided by about, it, about it, stuff. They're yeah. like, well, shoot, not us. Mm-hmm. How are we going to live if we don't have slaves?
1: Yeah. Texas, mostly. That's yeah. what I've been reading.
0: Right. Yeah. And so they were, if not the, one of the last states to get rid of slavery. Yeah. And when you have that type of deal, it's like, okay, now what do we do? In yeah. the 1860s. So you go from that to now they're really gaining ascendancy. They're starting to, you know, become people are starting to become more educated. Mm-hmm. They're picking up these books and go running with it. They're inventing things. Yep. You get to like the early nineties and then you have, you know, the you know, Negro organizations being formed such In the as early nineteen like, hundreds. Yeah, like nineteen hundreds, sorry about that. But you yeah. have you have this period of time where like all these organizations are starting to become like you know, you have uh Well, well, you have the historically black Greek letter organizations that Mm -hmm. come about. You have, you know, the other organizations that have to be started because of, you know, just everything going on. And and you have the civil rights movement. You have all these different wars. Mm -hmm. how We fought in wars and never got any credit for it. We come back to the same society. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to these college campuses finally, Mm -hmm. but you're still ashamed for trying to be better. And a lot of that really fast forwards onto today. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was actually talking about something similar to this last night with some um, friends of mine. But it's like, when is enough enough? Like, it's like this whole oppressive, like, complex where everything that you try to do, you work probably three or four times as hard okay. than the quote unquote average American or average human being mm-hmm. just to be in the same like realm of where they are. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you're not capable of learning this stuff right. or knowing all this information. Mm-hmm. It's that you're not recognized unless you just act a fool. Like you show out. Like you look, like, hey, right. I know this. Hidden figures, prime example. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's our three women that were just like, oh, well, you know... I'm not dealing with this shit no more. Yeah, like, yeah. I am somebody I know a lot more than most of these people working in this office. Right. So this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, all that to say, we won't even get into the whole Black Panther thing either. <laughs> because that's a whole different ball game, And yeah. it's just so many different representations of what that conversation means. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I guess my question to you is... Here, having said all that, you know, what do you think really was that mindset of the culture when it comes to, like, the oppressive complex from then to now?
1: I think it's kind of how it is today. Like, it's, like, separated today still. So, like, you have people who are African-American or black American who are trying to do great things, who... Um, Whether it be, like, you went to college and got a degree, or whether it be, you know, you're working on uh, a business plan or you're doing, like, some other thing that's incredible in music. Like, you have people are trying to do incredible things, and then you have, like, the other half that are just, like, okay with not doing anything. I I feel like it was the same way when things uh, came apart, like, in in the 1860s, like, with the uh, abolition of slavery. Um, There was some people who, like you said, like, some of the African-Americans were up north. They were doing music, attending <clears throat> uh, universities. Um, they were around 1900s. That's when, like, the factories started becoming, you know, the whole industrial boom. So people were moving up north from the south after slavery to actually get these factory jobs to work on the lines to provide. Um, I feel like there was the other half of the people who, when slavery was abolished, like, they still had that mindset of, no, like everything here was good that he that Master gave us. You know, you hear that a lot, like <laughs> amongst conversations with other blacks. Like there were black people, there were people who were former slaves who still had the mindset of being a slave. Like they were still That's all they knew. Yeah. They were just like, he gave us, you know, Master gave us three meals, he gave us a place to stay, like you crazy if you think I'ma leave. Um and that's most of the times what people say was Harriet Tubman's um biggest opposition was slaves who didn't know they were slaves. They thought this was okay. And she, one more life, right? And so that was one of her biggest like oppositions that she had to fight against. So I say all that to say, like I think it was split then the same way it is now. Like, there are people who are okay with being slaves and not trying to break that mindset, and then there was everyone else who were like, "Are you crazy? Like we get to go and like actually pick up the books that they told us not to read. We get right. to educate ourselves. We get to be great. We get to be like the greatness that we came from um, that we never knew about." Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of people don't see the difference between cuz I hear from my other cultures they say like well, how come black people can't like do like what our immigrant people did and it's like you came over as a choice <laughs> like right. when Irish people and Italians came from um their countries through Ellis Island in the early 1900s like they came with a plan they were like it's a factory job over here that I'm going to work and I'm going to provide for my family Couple years, I'm gonna save up some money. I'm gonna send for my other relatives and brothers and sisters to come over. We're gonna live in a house, it's gonna be 18 of us, but we're gonna run a business and we're gonna like work this thing out. For people who are slaves who were no longer slaves, all they knew was slavery. It's like they didn't have a homeland, <laughs> their home was the cotton field, their home was uh, the plantation. So they, it's like when people always try to like juxtapose, like, well, people from Irish backgrounds or Italian backgrounds or Germans when they come over they always come together with a plan, and they come over um, willing to excel and willing to work hard. And it's like, it's two totally different things. You can't even compare the two. Like somebody here was in slavery who wasn't allowed to think for themselves, wasn't allowed to read, wasn't allowed to decide what they wanted to eat, what, didn't even have um, comfortable housing, you know, if housing at all, probably like live like, incomparable now to a cardboard box or something. Um, and, and you're comparing that to someone who came over here on a boat by choice, like you can't do that, so. Um, I just say all that to say, like, like it was, it was two totally different things that you can't really like juxtapose put next to each other.
0: I agree with that 100. Yeah, when you think about, and that was kind of the dark portion of it. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the fact of having to be twice as educated on certain things, mm-hmm. just to have that, just to have those conversations, when it comes to You know, kind of shifting that, you know, what we call shifting the culture now. There's a lot of work that's involved. There's a lot of our forefathers, ancestors, and everybody that even to this day, I greatly appreciate just for the efforts. Because, you know, who's to say where we would be right now if people just laid down and just took whatever. And uh, that goes to, again, what you're kind of talking about earlier with having boundaries Mm -hmm. that we didn't know existed. And because we're so used to the quote-unquote what's normal Mm -hmm. versus, again, knowing what that potential could be. I mean, this is why you see, even current day, why so many... This is why Black Lives Matters matters. This is why, you know, blacks in STEM matters. This is why, you know, I don't frown people that want to go into the arts. Mm -hmm. Or that you know want to go into skill trades. This is why I'm literally like, yo, on some childish champ, on some childish Gambino shit. Like, get your money, black man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, black sister, do your thing. Like, do your hair. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yep. I'm for you running like beauty salons and everything. Do right. it because right. it was one period of time where we weren't allowed to have nothing.
1: Right.
0: And so now it's just like more of a flourishing type deal when you. You know, and some people like I don't like that. Uh, and I'll get into this a little bit, but I don't like that in the Jay Z and Beyonce album. It's like, but why not? Like, mm-hmm. we invented all this shit. Like, yeah. literally, <laughs> like from the ground up, literally. The White House, even yeah. we built all of this. Mm-hmm. Railroad tracks, we built those. Yep. Like, we literally bled to make this country great. Yep. This is why Juneteenth is important to us. Mm-hmm. And now you think about when it comes to, like, the pioneers of, like, music, Mm -hmm. the pioneers, like, radio, TV, the arts, everything. That's why so much, not only so much money was invested, but that's why the freaking new African American Museum in D.C. is four levels strong. Because that's only the highlights, Mm -hmm. only the highlights (laughs) of what we could capture from the inception of, like being dragged to a country we didn't belong to yeah. to current day me and you recording this podcast and shifting the culture for it. Yeah. this is every like everything in between there mm-hmm. we could probably have another two hour episode yeah. <laughs> but more importantly we could probably spend like the next I don't know if we re- retold everybody's story mm-hmm. we'll be as far down the road as you know we are from slavery that's how much time we need to do that. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, all that to say, you know, they're shining examples. So, for example, the NBA is one of the most like black dominated sports. Right. Period. Yep. Point blank. Uh-huh. You tell me who else run the NBA? No. Nobody. Nobody. Blacks do. Nobody. We run that. Right. Sorry, right. we just do. Right. It's not even a, a gloat type deal. We yeah. legit run it. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, all, the major, well, all the major sports, except for, like, I'll say the NBA and NFL. Um, hockey's a little different. Because, yeah. no, cause we don't want to freaking skate and play hockey. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. But there are some dope athletes that are African-American, though. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that you know, mentality comes from, hey, we have a competitive spirit because we know we got to come in dominate it just to be competitive. And now we end up running away with certain sports. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you have that whole culture and mindset. You have, you know, the arts. Mm -hmm. You have music. I mean, let's just look at one of the most well-known music artists right now. You can just name him and go on. Yeah. You know, this is like, you know, pop artists. This is everything of hip-hop, R&B, just jazz right blues rock and roll (laughs) huh rock (laughs) and roll like the fact that the Motown Museum is what it is today Mm -hmm. like creating a whole different sound called the Motown sound right um man I know I'm forgetting stuff (laughs) I, I know I'm forgetting stuff it's fine but the key point of the matter is like we literally, like, invented a lot of this stuff and technology and everything. Yeah. Some of it's being accredited to other cultures. Yeah. Kind of makes me a little upset. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we know at the end of the day, like, oh, yeah. We techno, did <laughs> we, did we did that. We We on something else now. Yeah. Like, period. Like, people had podcasts back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. current day. Mm-hmm. But now we like, all right. It's ours too. Yeah, we, we more than likely we invented that too. But yeah, yeah. I can't find a person that started it yet. Stay tuned. Yeah. But um, you know, this is why it's important to understand really, and I think this is why my teachers used to get mad at me back in the day. Okay, because they always used to preach African American history is very important. Uh-huh. You know your culture. Know your culture. Know where you come from, so you know where you're going. Yeah, like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, they're right though. Yeah. Yeah, they were totally right. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. M- Mrs. McClinton, for that. Because <laughs> she was her. Uh, shout out to Mr. Elam. I just remember in middle school, they was just like, you're going to get these roots today. You're going to watch this movie. I don't care how many days it takes. We're going to watch this movie. Uh-huh. We're going to break you down after. Uh-huh. I'm like, eh. Well, but this dude had his foot cuff, This is violent. Like, I don't want to see this no more, man. But... You know, just seeing that, seeing where we come from and seeing where we are now is it is important. Mm-hmm. And I had a and I don't mean to go on, but I had a discussion the other day with somebody about why the Black Panther now matters versus when the comic came out back in the day. Okay. And I'm like If you don't get that, mm-hmm. there's not much we can talk about. Okay. Like, yes, the Black Panther outside of everything just being blacky black everything. Mm-hmm. Was a good movie. Yeah. It naturally was. Mm-hmm. But when you see the face of your superhero being black, yeah. when you see the main, like, you know, uh, villains in the movie being black, mm-hmm. when you see, you know, some of the leading armies being black women, yeah. when you see some of the smartest people in the movie. Being black women. The technology is developed by (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Right! And she just plays with this stuff. Yeah. It's like, ah, la da da da. -da, It's just calculus, blah, 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 blah. It's like, nobody does that. (laughs) Exactly. So to see that that representation is, uh, even if it was just being an actor, if that doesn't inspire you to do something else, Mm -hmm. I just don't know why we're even having this discussion right now. Because it's more than just a movie; it's it's that cultural empowerment. Like mm-hmm. we needed that, mm-hmm. and then Thanos is just rude. But I mean, <laughs> we won't get into Thanos yeah. right now because yeah. I feel like we open a whole new can of worms. Yeah. I feel like Thanos is low key black, but I'm not gonna yeah, get yeah, into that too. But especially all those covers and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, those <laughs> are hilarious. But um, you uh, know, it's it's a lot to break down. But ultimately, I mean. For me, what I can say is, you know, I recently like, then within the last, I'm not even on front, probably within le- less than the last five years, like heard and understood about what Juneteenth is. Yeah. Nobody told me this. Yeah. So I met friends that were like, "Why don't you celebrate Juneteenth? Why do you celebrate the Fourth of July but not celebrate Juneteenth? That's backwards." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What are you talking about? What the hell is Juneteenth?" And then I got a little history lesson of why it's a thing, and I'm like. It's not just a thing. Like this is an actual reality yeah. that people don't talk about and celebrate, and only certain states throughout the United States actually recognize it as a holiday. Yeah. I didn't was, even know that. Like, I, thought, yeah. I didn't think any of them recognized. That. Yeah, <laughs> only certain ones. And, you know, they'll have like entire celebrations and everything, and you know, but certain states they just don't. And it's just like, why? Yeah. But I think I feel like now moving forward, especially the year that we've had as a culture, even this year. Mm-hmm like more of that discussion is going to happen like all right what we got to do to make this a big thing like we got mlk day cool Mm -hmm. we got black history month from black history week cool Mm -hmm. now what we got to do to make sure june 19th or june 10th is a real deal Mm -hmm. you know so i guess for me what is your like What would be, like, your favorite top three accomplishments of our culture thus far?
1: Looking back, like... Just looking
0: back, yeah. So, you think about the history of Juneteenth. Think about actual slavery. Think about all the oppression that happened. Mm -hmm. You Think about all these great people that came about through all of this. Mm -hmm. Made a name for themselves, but for the culture. And you think about the current state of the African-American culture today. Even, like, guys. Mm -hmm. What are, the top three either people think nouns will say either. okay
1: okay i'll say um well i was born in the 90s so i'll say like throughout the 80s and 90s like let's just say hip-hop in general mm-hmm. okay so like everything that's inclusive with hip-hop so hip-hop um the first song like what officially dropped like 1979 right they said that's when hip-hop was like officially founded like what song like, is that that was Sugar Hill Gang, right? my <laughs> rappers Delight. like. God, oh my! God. I first
0: heard that I was like, "Dang, it's, it's kind of dope, right?" Maybe I, <laughs> maybe I should just study on this whole hip hop thing for real, for real. Not just this current day stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. When did you first hear about? Uh, like, what was your first introduction to hip hop? I guess I ask you. <laughs> when did you fall in love with hip hop? Yeah. All right, all right, Brown Sugar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. I think, for me, it still goes back to when I... I used to hear music all the time when I was little. Mm-hmm. I was just too focused on Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. But, um, for me, legit, it had to be... Yeah, I think I think it was that whole thing about Biggie. Like, I got a story to tell. Okay. Like, and as new or old as the song is, it is whatever, mm-hmm. when I heard it, I was just like... This has to be what hip hop's all about. Okay. Like I've heard stuff before that, uh-huh. but that's when I knew like it's something about this whole music thing <laughs> that just feels right.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's how it makes you actually feel.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And it's like, dang, how could this make you feel just a whole entirely different way? Yeah, like that's where you can be having like a really shitty day, <laughs> and then turn on the right song, and it's and it's like boom boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's like oh man, like.
2: All right, we're ready to go tackle them
0: mountain now. Let's do this. So, like, our first introduction to, like,
1: hip-hop, like, music and everything was, like, I remember being at least, like, three or four years old. My dad had a Monte Carlo, like, a 89 or a 90 Monte there Carlo. It is. And, like, he was playing MC Breed, Ain't No Future In Your Front. And, of course, I didn't know what the song was then. As I got older, you got the internet and all that stuff. I went back yeah. and I was like, I remember this tune distinctly. I remember sitting in my car seat... With my uh, sippy cup in the back of a with Monte my Carlo, and I remember my dad banging MC Bree Ain't no future in your Front. So I forgot was, that was my first introduction into rap music.
0: I forgot who even played that for me though. Yeah. I just remember like just stumbling upon music and just hitting like, like oh, I want to hear this one. This one catch my ear. This one's catch my ear. Uh-huh. Boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh wait, yeah. That's how I remember about like MC
1: Bree. and then I remember the next song was like. I can remember at the earliest age was MC Breed and Nothing But A G Thing. Like, those were the first two songs I could recall hearing in my whole life that was rap music. But um, but when I say, like, hip-hop, I just mean, like, everything from um, how they turned into a business. Like, it started as an art form. Yeah. It started, like, in the Bronx. Like, they were just, you know, they had the four elements. It was DJ and graffiti, and breakdancing. Yep. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. They just think it's just music, but... <laughs> it was DJing, and breakdancing, and graffiti. So it was actually an art. It was an all-encompassing art. And so for it to... The only reason why now they only focus on the music was because that was the only element of the four that they could profit off of as a corporation. Mm-hmm. So they basically just took <laughs> the course. music and threw away everything else and was like, we just going to focus on the music because we could press up some CDs and we can make millions of dollars off of this. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when I say hip hop, though, I just mean like everything that came from like the '80s and '90s. When I was like growing up in the '90s, like you saw Rockefeller, you saw Death Row, you saw Russell Simmons running Def Jam, you saw like these black men who owned their music, and you saw these black men who um, gave opportunity to people who were still like back in their old neighborhoods to make money off of hip hop, like make money as rappers. So turn that into clothing lines, turn that into films. <laughs> Jay Z turned into a nightclub and a basketball team. Now he. The president of Puma basketball, so I mean, yo, everything. <laughs> so yo, everything. big shout out to him on that. We going
0: we just gonna make that a shout out right here and now. I mm-hmm. who does that? Nobody. <laughs> well, Jigger, I guess. <laughs> so he's like over, like what is it? Like basketball? Like opera? Is it operations or something like man, that?
1: Puma stopped making basketball shoes like in the nineties, I think, and mm. now they relaunched it, and he's just over everything, I guess. Like, So he
0: is going to be basically the person that's like, hey, you want to shoot it with Puma? Right. Pfft. He just signed the uh, DeAndre Aiden, right? I
1: think so. I think he so. just signed him. Because you got
0: that and he got Rock Nation too, obviously. He got yeah. the whole like sports agency thing there. Yep. So it's like, damn, like, dude. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Yeah. Get funny. money, black <laughs> <like>, man. <laughs> right. Come on, Carter family.
1: Exactly. And they got the world tour coming up. So it's just hip hop being able to just do I
0: am actually going so this on-the-run tour, like, on-the-run two tour. hmm I'm actually here for it because I've never been to, like, a Beyoncé concert in my life. Okay. I've also never been to a Jay-Z concert. Okay. So, to get both after they drop an album, it's here. like... That's dope. <laughs> but, like, even back to, like, you know, you got the music, you got the arts, you got acting, you have just mm-hmm. all these different things, and it's just like... Mm-hmm. Where do you even go from here? Yeah. Like, you got... <laughs> And now I'm even probably to say, like, just being a black engineer,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like, dang, we've done still, we we still have a nice ways to go before we, quote unquote, do it all. But with our the mindset of our culture, we'll never be satisfied. Yeah. And that's a good thing because that's the kind of the mindset that got us out of slavery. Mm-hmm.
1: And our like I heard K R S one say this before. For those who don't know K R S one, he's a rapper, one of the legends. Okay? Yeah. Get your <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> do your homework. Go check out K
0: R S one today.
1: And so KRS One, he made a statement that like somebody in an interview asked him, like, hey, why do uh like upcoming rappers just like sign their life away on contracts? And he's like, Well, if you look at like hip hop, it was created by some people like us that were in the Bronx, okay, he was like, you know, they created these four elements, like I said, and he said they created it so easily that they can just give it away because they know 10 years from now, 20 years from now, something else is going to take that spot, and they just create that too. Just like how you said, like rock and roll, gospel, Hours. jazz, all Hours. of that stuff, like all that. just freely created it. And they just say like, you know what? like We're going to make something else that's doper than this like 10, 20 years from now. So
0: Even current day, let's think about that because, I mean, we're used to hip-hop and rap, yeah. but now you got trap. You got, you know, mm-hmm. these quote unquote mumble rappers that's doing it big. Yeah. And you know, you look at that and it's just like, where else do you even go? <laughs> like, my God. I hate trap drums It's the thing that's hot now. You know where that's from. I don't know that. Do your homework. You oh, know damn. where that you know where that's from. You use, trap, drums. trap drums. Trap drums. Trap drums. Drums, okay. Trap drums is the thing that's hot uh, now. Okay. Somebody know where that's from. I haven't heard that yes, like, you have. phrase coin before. You have. Okay. You have heard it. I don't know. I'm gonna play it for you when this is over. You are gonna be
1: like, "Oh my god!" Okay, I know. Okay. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Yeah, I know. Probably go <laughs> cue up the song right now.
1: So yeah, I say like hip hop number. That's my my one favorite. I'll put that as number one because that's been like in my lifespan I've been able to witness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one that I'll be proud of is just the Civil Rights Movement. Mm-hmm. But, like that whole block from like I guess like late 50s till you know. Every they like basically broke us apart. Like the fact that we were able to like organize as a culture, not just organize and just say like, "Hey, we're gonna barbecue," or, <laughs> or "We're just gonna like you know have a party." We organized in a political mindset. We were able to get laws passed, get laws overturned. Um, we were boycotting uh, bus systems that uh, didn't want to serve us. Um, we were able to just unionize. we were able to come together and say, "Hey, this is who we are. This is our leader." This is the person who's going to fight for us. And we got behind that person. So I feel like that's something that I think that's what we like within like this generation, like we haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be like how you say where we go from here. I think that would be like our next step to say this guy is our leader. Like whoever that guy will come to prominence to be and like all of the culture gets behind that person. Mm -hmm. Um, So that would be the second thing that I would say as, um, African Americans that we should be proud of so hip hop and then like the coming together for the civil rights uh movement in that time and the third one i honestly I honestly don't know what I'll put third really
0: yeah mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what i'll put first
1: i think it, i think a third I will put i think I'll put I would say, like, the black intellectual movement that occurred in the early 1900s, like with Langston Hughes, Marcus Garvey, like all of those, like, prominent authors, prominent um, thinkers, I would say, I'll put that there. That's fair. I'm with that. Because coming out of slavery, there wasn't a model that was set for something like that to take place. Mm -hmm. And for them to be, like, the mold that we can look back to and say, hey, they came to prominence with their thinking, with their spirituality, um with all of their beliefs. They wrote it down. They documented it. They were thoughts and there were professors. There were scholars. Um and like even today, like when I was a, when I was in middle school, I didn't even know who Marcus Garvey was. And it's funny because the first time I heard his name, I was on a basketball team from my middle school and we were playing Marcus Garvey Academy. And, and I'm like, up. who the heck is Marcus Garvey? And then I turned like probably like four or five years later, I'm on the internet just like searching or whatever. And I stumbled across his name. Like, oh yeah, we played that school. So I look him up. And I'm like, wow, this guy was like like, back to Africa, definitely. Like, he had, like, a plan. And, you know, yeah. So I would put that third. Like, just, like, that whole, like, mental space that came about in the early 1900s with mm. African Americans. If I
0: had to pick three things, persons, just anything we've been able to do as a culture. um, I would even go as far as saying the Black educational system, like, what support system we have now as far as STEM is concerned. Mm -hmm. It's such, you know, ever since, you know, just I can think back far enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always been really dope scientists, you know, engineers, mathematicians, and everybody Mm -hmm. that, you know, just put their brains to it and just made it happen. Um, you know, with Louis Latimer being one of them and, um, you know, just, just as a culture, even current day uh-huh. of, I can I guess even like all, like literally I think about all my friends, okay. like all my, I have my friends I grew up with. I think about all my current day, actual like friends I went to college with, uh, uh-huh. call them college friends. duh Richard. Um, <laughs> like all of them are legit either in STEM or engineers. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yep. We're normal people yep. in our world, but <laughs> ooh, they're all like some either engineers. students or engineers. Yep. And it's just like, who does that? Like that is the new wave, huh? Yeah. That's like I we know. all have smart. Like we are our smart friends now. Uh-huh. Like we can have intellectual conversations. Yep. Or we can turn up. Yep. Or we can blast ratchet music. We can bust some Rihanna out and just be happy.
1: That that balance is important.
0: Yes. <laughs> very yes, it is. It is very important. Um, if you say that I'll probably fight you. Um but it's very important because I mean there's sometimes we need to have these discussions yeah. and then there's sometimes where I don't fly thinking. Mm-hmm. So let's go play two K or something, right? Yep. Um I think I kill you in two K person. I don't know about that. I think i, I I'm going to see if I can uh make that happen. <laughs> I'm going to kick your butt in okay? 2K. But anyway, sidebar. So definitely like the kind of the black educational movement now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as far as STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the widespread... Uh, I would say the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Because just... Because... Not that I see the 100% support of it. But I see... Like... The idea and the um, the need for it because, you know, just because I tell you that I love my culture mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I hate yours. Right. It does not mean that. It's yeah. never mean that. Mm-hmm. Like, even when we were slaves, yeah. yes, I believe in my people. Mm-hmm. Believe in them before anybody. Yeah. I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to take pride of where I come from. Period. Like, if I didn't, I'm a shitty person. Right. So, I mean, yes. As far as that whole movement, I mean, just people understand, like, hey, I am who I am. I love who I am. I love the fact that we matter. Uh-huh. But the fact that I have to tell you this and you not be convinced of it, mm-hmm. just you to even challenge it is annoying. Right. Because you're not understanding the fact that, that why we're having this discussion in these in these times, like you're not thinking about the fact that we're targeted by, everyone. I believe targeted <laughs> by everyone, <laughs> but especially in this case, police brutality. Yep. I think even recently, I was a young man in, I want to say it was Pittsburgh. I believe so. Recently, I didn't even go too far in the story because I'm yeah, you don't too, want to drain you. Yeah, like it, it gets to the point where I need to focus my attention on actually reading this stuff because it's draining, mm-hmm. but you know just situations like that is why we're sitting here in the streets screaming yes black lives do matter Mm -hmm. it's not to say yours don't but this is what we're talking about right now we have to force the conversation to happen Mm -hmm. and as annoying as that is I'm just love the fact of how resilient we are to still having those discussions as a culture so um, and I would even go with the third one being this yes all these things do matter but most importantly and I'm going to see if we can even quote unquote start it even not to say it's not yes black mental health does matter um it's not only the basis of what we do here today Mm -hmm. not just for guys you know that look like us not just for the women that support men like us Mm -hmm. but just in general our mental health does matter Mm -hmm. and this kind of just for me wraps up everything we've been talking about today Mm -hmm. um if you think of the mindset of slaves mm-hmm. you think of how draining that was yep. being forced from your native land mm-hmm. brought to a country where you basically move some people out of your way yep. and native americans yep. you strip the nature of this you stripped the land of their natural resources for your own personal capital gain yep. claims you invented it mm-hmm. columbus did yeah um that was
1: the first uh gentrification by the way oh my god <laughs> that was documented
0: there you go gentrification <laughs> the inventor of gentrification Christopher, Christopher Columbus. Columbus that's what I'm giving you nothing else you jerk um you have that you have um just the slavery movement in general um you have you know the many attempts for African Americans to escape mm-hmm. to be educated to raise families etc you go through slavery you get told hey you're free it's like You have that whole thing happen. You finally have Juneteenth happen. In which, yes, everybody's been deemed free. You know, per the, you know, U.S. Constitution as well as actually in real life. Because paperwork sometimes means nothing. Um, You have people who gain the ascendancy as far as education. As far as uh, just educating themselves. Whether it be sciences. You know, through law. Through just anything that they wanted to dominate. You know, you have the mindset of these people going through all these different times. From the first day they said, hey, we're going to go to this one place we're at in Africa and just, you know, buy these people or take these people. And all the way to current day, it's, what, Saturday, June 23rd. And so in 2018, Mm -hmm. (laughs) after the death of our Lord Jesus, (laughs) um... (laughs) You know, you have this now and it's like, okay, I'm more so proud to say that, yes, we understand that black mental health does matter because even now we're starting to realize, and if not, hopefully by the time you hear this,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you kind of even think about the fact that look at everything that we've been through yep. from that quote unquote oppressive um, kind of bonanza from then mm-hmm. up till now. Our current day-to-day struggles, even if you work with people that look like you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's always that current nature of everything mentally you have to go through and knowing when to take a break, yep. when to take a self-care day, when to... And I've actually taken self-care days in my current job. Like, okay. Okay. like legit, like, I need this half day. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I need this day off. Yep. It's not <laughs> vacation time. It's, I'm sick. <laughs> I need to get myself together. And so... You know, you have that whole thing, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, now where do we go from here? Yeah. And my hope is that we can continue that conversation of why mental health is important. Yeah. But also, what are some ways we can not necessarily talk about it in a negative light, but let's even more shift to the discussion of, you know, why it's good to have a sound mind. Yeah. Like, I just read earlier about, like, if you get sleep it does wonders for, like, non-productive time. Yeah. And it helps kind of rebuild your mental back up so you can actually, in fact, take in more information. Uh-huh. And so it's like, if we just take a good understanding of these self-care methods, then it's like, okay, we're going to be all right as a culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm very confident within those, you know, those boundaries that we're going to be good. So mm-hmm. those are my three. Okay. In a short. Very long, but in the short. <laughs> so, um... Well, yes, I believe that all months should be Juneteenth. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're we gonna do. Yeah. The Rest of this month is gonna be Blacky Black, okay? And the rest of our lives, but I mean, you so know.
1: So we taking. We already got February. Now we going well, to take June.
0: Why not? Yeah. Why not? Because, I mean, we're gonna have the Fourth of July. Uh-huh. We're gonna count that as like the beginning of the celebration yeah. all the way to Juneteenth, <laughs> and then from Juneteenth to Fourth July Fourth, we're just gonna. Create something else, okay, and just make it ours then, because okay. we made everything else, yeah. and just don't get recognition for it. To be honest though,
1: African Americans don't really celebrate Fourth of July. No, we like fireworks, we barbecue, and we go to grandma, grandpa' house and hit
0: up the family. That's about it. We, we and not, throw them little spark things at the ground, little pop thing. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop. <laughs>
1: we not like sparklers, cascading any flags on the roof of our vehicles. No, we not. Like I have one on, on where we stay at, but that came with the house, so I just left it there. <laughs>
0: like I haven't really found the Juneteenth flag big enough yet. I was so... gonna put a
1: Detroit Tigers uh, flag up, but I was like, that's about thirty bucks that I can just keep in my pocket. <laughs> Why well, do that? So we like, gotta get your house right, man. Yeah, but we, I hope you. We we not out here like actually like like people say like we celebrate the fourth. It's, we just find it's a day to barbecue. We get the day off. We barbecue. Like, that's that's it? it. That's it. Actually, this
0: year on the fourth, I might go to somebody's house because they have like a big thing at their house. Okay what the day after I'm heading on the plane so I'm really excited <laughs> so my first vacation's in life forever wow. but um but yeah I mean all Juneteenth everything why not mm-hmm. that's what I'm calling it damn it all right all so it's happening Yeah, am putting
1: on the shirt and everything
0: you know look here <laughs> don't play because we can start getting this merch thing together yeah so, I'm down with it. Ooh. <laughs> I, got, I got a couple. Of it's ideas. coming, folks. <laughs> Mental Matters merch is coming, bro. We got a, Stay we tuned. I had an app where you could purchase shirts through. Look here, dog. Yep. Mental Matters merch is <laughs> coming. Stay tuned. Also, some other things coming. Yep. So, let's get into the shout outs. We are just zooming through this, but it's not intentionally. It's because we want to bring you more purpose. So, episode 10, we experts, bro. Yep. Experts, what up? <laughs> anyway, so I got to we got to however you wanna do this. We'll start because I mean I love dope music. We talked about Nas last week. Mm-hmm. It's kind of blending two and one this week, but shout out to Nas dropping his new album. But by the time we finished recording mm-hmm. last <laughs> week, we got the Black Idiot's Blackest album <laughs> in the world. That just Popped up on my title. Yep. And this one was calling me. I'm like, what are you calling me? What is going on? I had to. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Playing phone tag back and forth. Right. What is it? Everything is love. By The Carters. Yep. I'm like, what?
1: And that's their official name, like, when they make joint albums now, huh? The Carters. It works. It's like our generation, Ashford and Simpson, or Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Eh, no, The
0: Carters. Yep. (laughs) We're here. Yep. Mm -hmm get this album yep get all these songs (laughs) and we're gonna add it to our tour it's like what Mm -hmm. oh my god gave you what like eight weeks to prepare (laughs) (laughs) right ain't got that much time gotta learn all these lyrics no not really I'm not doing it but I will be bopping my ass off just like yes let's get it Mm -hmm. but uh so shout out to the Carter's man they always just try to find a way to just do dope stuff so Mm -hmm. you know some people say they don't like it but that's your opinion yeah I'm all about arts.
1: I still have to dig deeper into it. I, like I said, I listen to the first two songs. You'll probably hear
0: all of it by the time Christmas gets around. And Is that you know. Christmas? Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. <laughs> sitting here on Christmas like, yeah, so I like that Jay-Z. <laughs> <has the> album. <laughs> you said all Juneteenth, all year, so I'm like, I gotta... <laughs> He'll I gotta, take all I year got, to listen <laughs> to the album. I, gotta, I gotta take a little bit at a time. This is like heavy stuff, you know. I'm a lot of layers to it because they're not the type of people to just put some junk out, so...
0: You know, my favorite track is... Well, I don't think I have a favorite track just yet. I will say that some of the ones that caught my mm-hmm. attention, mm-hmm. one called The Black Effect. Okay. That's dope. Uh, Love Happy is good. It's like the culmination of Lemonade 444. Okay. All that crap they went through. Okay, okay. And then they kind of touch on it just a little bit to Uh give you, like, I'll give you the bar. You probably have heard this before. Y'all know how I met if we broke up and got back together to get it back. I had to swear to.
1: Okay.
0: I haven't heard that one yet. You have heard this. I have. Yes, you have. If you haven't listened to this album, you've heard that lyric before.
1: You have? I'm trying to go through my, like... Your hip-hop men- yeah. yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> go through it, your <laughs> jukebox in your brain, bro. You've heard
0: this. He brought that out there again. He put that out there again. That was the line from 444? Or- no. This is- no. I'm saying, like you said... I that heard line this, itself? Or- you've heard that line itself before. Because you're a hip-hop head, so I know you heard it.
1: Is that Method
0: Method Man? That's what I'm thinking of. You break up to make up? So anyway, move okay. on. <laughs> That's your own, So shout-outs to them. And... It's probably one of my favorite ones of this week. So, you have the Mental Matters podcast, yep, which is us, mm-hmm. yay, cool. You have the Landed Budget, yep, get your money right, Madam EP, yep, she's dope. Shout out there. So her and her little ambitious little friends, <laughs> one of them who was very near and dear to my heart, Mrs. Winfrey herself, um and the homie, I'm going to just call her by her actual name because okay. I know how to say her actual name like some people don't. Just am good. So they all three decided that not only is it time to speak up about the underrepresentation of women in STEM, mm-hmm. but they decided to create a podcast about it Dope. called She Too. Mm-hmm. And the tagline is Black STEM Queens. Yep. I was like, this is... This is interesting. And that logo is cold. The, the logo is nice. Shout out to the designer. Yep. where her fine self. She knows who she is. <laughs> I can say that because I'm not going to get in trouble. Right. I'll probably get one of those. Oh, you're annoying if she listened this far. <laughs> but, yes. She Too Podcast is now available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Mm-hmm. So, please go show them some love. Listen to their first episode. Yep. That just dropped on Friday, June 22nd. Yep. And I listened to those actually kind of hilarious because I knew all these stories already. Okay. So I was like, Oh, here's a recap. I know everything I know about their life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So it's just kind of really cool to kind of see what they have in store. And I won't say too much because I'll let them tell that story. Okay. But I'm definitely looking to be uh, not only be one of the biggest cheerleaders, but um, mm-hmm. you know. I know they got dope stuff planned. to do a crossover episode. Man, hey, look. This. There are some conversations about okay. some things coming up yep. that you might not be ready for. Okay. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Okay.
0: The trifecta, folks. All right. The trifecta's completed. hmm So, moving on. Um, Wishing those ladies all nothing but the best. And, yeah. A lot of good stuff. Yep. So, those are my shout-outs this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you got any more, but...
1: Uh, just shout out to my wife again. Shout that's, that's, out to that's, my that's, babe. It's always it's always dope to like have somebody in your corner. You we, know, we spend time together this week. We don't get as much time as we like because sometimes our uh, work schedules be hit or miss. So yeah, I
0: feel like I've been slacking. Yeah, but it's only because I work like crazy hours. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I swear, there's most days where I don't get up till like eight thirty at night. Yeah, that's crazy. And I get to work at eight o'clock. And I used to think about when I see these stories mm-hmm. play out in the early whatever, and like that would never be me. But then you see the true nature of your job, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, dang, Mm -hmm. I'm lucky I have a cause behind all this because (laughs) if I didn't, this job would be trash. Mm -hmm. But there is purpose in everything I do, so especially my own job. So um, she understands that, but we're going to make up on that real soon. um, Because we've got vacation coming up, and I'm excited. So that's (laughs) happening. But other than that... Um, those are the shout outs I have. Um last thing before we check out and go uh tear the streets up. So, last week we had a discussion yep. on the top five sitcom dads. Okay. So we asked you listeners uh-huh. who are your favorite sitcom dads? Yep. I Had to ask this. And I was educated on something. <laughs> So I asked this question, and I really did not know because I didn't pay attention to too much. Mm-hmm. The Jeffersons did have a child. They
1: did.
0: Yes, I did not know Her that. A daughter. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. What episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me let me go through my scrolling <laughs> no, decks just, real quick.
1: I've never I never recalled that. I'm not gonna say I'm the biggest Jeffersons fan, but I, I thought I saw enough episodes. To see that you know. Child,
0: yeah, I when I found out, I was like, oh. Well, Maybe I should shut up. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess they had some kids. Well, we misspoke. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I mean, stuff happens. What can yeah, I say? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, a couple of that definitely came up that, um, almost forgot to mention. So, we talked about, we got Uncle Phil, obviously. He's, he yep. was probably the favorite. Yep. Shout out to Uncle Phil, always in our hearts, rest in peace. Uh-huh. Um... You had, again, Mm -hmm. you had Carl Winslow. Yep. Of course. Um, You had. No, you had the. um, The dad from Good Times. Yep. Definitely came up a few times. You had Fred Sanford, a.k.a. Red Fox. Um, You had. um, Hmm. I also got. Also got uh Bob's from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> really? Yeah, had to get him. He's great. He's a great dad.
2: Okay.
0: Crazy as all hell, but well, he's cool. Okay. I got Peter Griffin. I got Homer Simpson. <laughs> like they were good dads. Unfortunately, I, we got James Saint Patrick from Power. Oh. I was like, he wasn't no good dad. Yeah, cheated yeah, on his wife. And... Like nobody, nobody wins in the family feuds, bro. Like, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. Like, you, you was probably a zaddy, but you wasn't <laughs> nobody. You wasn't no true good daddy, bro. Like, you were trash. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's what happens when you stray from the household. So, yeah. that's your fault. Um, who were one of my favorites that I actually got? Uh, I would have to look. And if I do that, I might blow something up. So, okay. we're going to say that next time. Okay. But, yeah. So, I would say the top ones, if you had to pick a winner, was definitely... If you had to go top three, even, mm-hmm. the consistent ones were, and I'll say it, Uncle Phil Banks, mm-hmm. Carl Winslow, mm-hmm. and Heathcliff Uxtable. Mm-hmm. They won. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep, I so, agree with that list. So, shout out to them. Um, other two um, were the round of the top five. Just generally were uh, Fred Sands, well, uh, <laughs> Red Fox. I can't even get my words together. I'm going crazy. And the dad from Good Times. With the rounded out bench of uh, Pops from. The Wayne Brothers? Yes. Yeah. He was on there. So shout out to Pops. Pop. She yeah, pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. She pop, take off take off <laughs> him with his, uh, pad leather shoes. <laughs> so, that is everything I have. He was a dope dad on
1: Friday as well. Like, like, he's dope on Friday. Well, how come every time <laughs> I'm in here, you in here? <laughs> oh, it's all the, uh, serious. Yeah, the heart-to-heart with him, too. Like, this is all the protection we needed. Like, that's, that's you win some. Shit. Yeah. You lose some.
0: Life lessons. But you live. Live fight another day. Yep. Come on, Craig. <laughs> Come on, Craig. Get him, Craig. Get him, Craig. Craig. <laughs> Craig. Come on, Craig. Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Y'all did the classics. See? Great black acting. Yep. That was black movie. only got...
1: I think he said he got $5,000 for that role. Really? Yeah. God damn it. Because he said, like, they took... If you watch... If you look it up on YouTube, we did an interview. But he was just saying, like, on Friday, the movie was written, you know, and then... Ice Cube came to him because he liked him in Boomerang when he was acting I think like Eddie Murphy Pops in that movie yeah. and then he said like oh before like all of the New Line Cinema stuff came along it was just Ice Cube was going to finance it itself and Ice Cube was like he 5000 <laughs> to do this movie and then New Line Cinema came along after they made the movie and bought it from Ice Cube and did some contractual stuff where Ice Cube is still like pro rate like whatever is gonna make he'll still make percentages off of that since New Line Cinema was doing all the promotion and stuff but the rest of the actors like Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, they still had like whatever Ice Cube paid them out of pocket so wow. <laughs> but he said for next Friday that's when he got his million so <laughs> yeah
0: at least he got his coin he deserves yeah he, four years he later he made then. that movie yeah he made that franchise yeah. if you will so yeah shout out to Pops yeah. he can be John Witherspoon to you but he's Pops forever yeah so deal with it. <laughs> you call me wrong. I don't care. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> anyway. um. So, yeah. That's all I have in these podcast streets. On my end. I don't know if you got something yeah, else. You the spill them. it, right? Man, I don't. You don't know if you're going to spill it? You know, I did this one last time. Okay. Because, my God. All right. So, my spill it is. And I'll try to make it brief because I've talked about this a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, So, as you all may know, I'm a black young man trying to make it in society. Mm -hmm. On the brink of 29, which is, wow, it's happening very Mm -hmm. soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Engineer by trade. Husband, 24-7, 28-5, whatever it may be. Um, 28-8, actually. It's eight days out of the week. Why not? because I make that happen. (laughs) Um, Love my dogs. A little bit on the gentler side some days. Other days, don't mess with me. Uh That's just the nature of who I am. Mm -hmm. What I don't appreciate sometimes is, we talked about this a few times today, boundaries. I need you to always understand, people, that it is okay for people to have no's and boundaries and cutoff points and breaking points uh-huh. and deal breakers it's okay for this to happen if you disrespect my boundaries mm-hmm. we have an issue and if you lack respect for you lack respect for my boundaries you basically lack respect for everything I am as a person so this happened this past week and I had to let this person know I'm not the one to be tried at work mm-hmm. um and this person's like getting in my face and waving his hand, talking about I'm I got children older than you and instead the third. I'm like, first off, sir, no, no, you violated no. so many different versions of HR policy mm-hmm. that I can make a whole new manual for everything you did wrong. Mm-hmm. Second off, you ain't gonna talk to me like I'm your little child. Mm-hmm. You lucky we in this workplace and I'm on the clock. <laughs> so I'm off the clock, bro, come see me. What's good? Yeah. Um... All I have to say again When it comes to people Having boundaries They have them for a reason mm-hmm. Don't push nobody's boundaries yeah. Don't be that person
2: mm-hmm.
0: Respect my boundaries
2: mm-hmm.
0: That's it That's all I got Okay Cause if I go any further I'm gonna say names <laughs> Alright don't do that <laughs> And I Might have to hear about it On Monday <laughs> So yeah I mean if you respect my boundaries it be cool If you don't Then I might have to cut you off As a person Cause That's just something we don't do Okay So yeah
1: that's not hard that's not nothing that should be out of anyone's expectations you know it
0: shouldn't have to be a big deal but some people don't respect boundaries like for example and I know trash guys that do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) um (laughs) we'll say that Mm -hmm. um sending unwanted things Mm -hmm. take the however you want sending unwanted things to women via text or whatever (laughs) why yep. <laughs> you disrespect the boundaries, mm-hmm. I realize this is the issue, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Um, the fact that there's a whole me too thing is because people don't respect boundaries. Yep. Now, I get as a guy, you know, there's sometimes this cat and mouse game that's played with, I don't do that, whatever, but there's a certain point where it knows exactly what it says. Yep. Nope, mm-hmm. if they say no, bottom line. Know what you write, sorry. Yep. That's it. You're mad enough to accept that. Mm-hmm. Don't force the issue of this ego that you know who I am? I'm the man. <laughs> that just gets us in trouble a lot. Yeah. I'm not gonna say who we got in trouble, but that's why we love Heathcliff more. <laughs> um, so even if the allegations are true or false, whatever the case is, don't put yourself in a situation. That you'll either That you'll regret later But also that Disrespect somebody's boundaries Mm Um And that's just really it Like That's just the key To everything In my opinion That's the key to everything Mm -hmm. Like if you love people You respect people Respect their boundaries too Mm -hmm. If they say no Keep it moving Mm -hmm. It's cool the world's not gonna end If they tell you no
2: Yeah.
0: So Don't mess with me I won't mess with you Mm -hmm. So yeah
1: That's it So from my spill it it's actually a Facebook status that I wrote this week. Oh, boy. And so what I wrote was, if you see someone and the first thing you say to them is, hey, you look like you lost weight, that is not a compliment.
0: That's not a
1: compliment. It's not a compliment. No. Because as Chris put it, on Facebook friend, Chris was also a friend viewers. So, My brother. Yeah. He, One of my brothers. He, he broke it down plain and simple. He said, if you tell someone, hey, you look like you lost weight since the last time I saw you, all we hear is you're a little less fatter <laughs> than the last That's time I it. saw you at the cookout. <laughs> That's it. It's a backhanded compliment. It's not really something that people want to hear, unless you're just this type of person who's just on this journey of <laughs> always like losing weight, working out, and everything like that. Yeah. It's comparable to telling someone, hey, you're cute for, like, a dark-skinned girl or you're cute for a dark-skinned guy. Or, or like, um, it's, it's kind of like how, like, women feel, too. Like, hey, like, are you going to have a boy or a girl? Like, I'm not pregnant. It, it falls in line yeah. <laughs> with that same type of thing. Or type you of, ask so. people,
0: are they pregnant? Yeah. yeah. Like, I can get that you're inquisitive and you're really excited for the fact that maybe, just maybe, that person may be having a child. Yep. But if they aren't, mm-hmm. you're the complete douchebag. Right. And one of my pet peeves, even within yours, would be when people ask, and even when they ask me and my wife this, it pisses me off. Mm-hmm. And I won't even get into the details of why. But don't ask me when we having children. Okay. That's not your business. Okay. When we announce, hey, we're pregnant, then sure, so be it. Yep. But until that moment comes,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we are living our best black-ass life <laughs> with our three little dogs. Yep. They act like big dogs. Mm-hmm. That the other day pissed me off because she decided to try to jump on the little dog and hurt her leg,
2: uh-huh.
0: and then feel better <laughs> by the time we get to the emergency vet. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't ask nobody if they got. This. Oh, that yeah, pisses man. me off so much. So
1: as it's getting like the warmer weather, as I said last week, people going out more, more cookouts, more house events, things like that. Oh, you know we eating good this summer. Exactly. Keep them, like, backhanded
0: compliments in check. My worst is when when parents or elders do it. Yeah. You like you getting skinny. Mm Mm-hmm. Bitch, don't worry about what I'm doing. (laughs) Really? Come on, dog. That ain't what you asked me. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, like, what's the other one that's very annoying? Because, for me personally, I struggle with weight. Like, that's one of my... That's one of my struggles, Uh and it's neither here or there, but Mm -hmm. don't ask me if I'm going to work out, or do you work out at all, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I want to get to the gym every single day, but I also work about 80 hours a day, so (laughs) at the end of the day, I don't have time to work out, but I do watch what I eat on a regular basis. I might get my Popeye's, because why not, but at the end of the day, I do watch what I eat, Mm -hmm. and it is borderline very offensive when somebody asks you hey you know or they try to you know what you shit it's end third mm-hmm. now I get family should be able to tell you what you should what you should be doing I get that yep. but at a certain point again my boundaries are in place here yeah, it's like you need just, to chill.
1: just because you know me as you know little so and so like you you held me when I was two years old like you don't mean me you me can talk to me any type of right, way now right bro grown men now. We got, exactly. We got wives and families, and we paying bills and you right. You going you're going
0: to I go to work every day for myself. You don't go to work for me. Yeah. So they
1: just need to fall in line and understand. Man. That this is the new way. Now. Respect my adulthood. <laughs> right.
0: Respect my whole ass adulthood. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So back to you. <laughs> That's not really no back to me, man. I think you nailed it. I mean, I used to hate when that people said stuff to me too, and it. It definitely hit a nerve, so, uh-huh. you know, again, you know, respect our boundaries, and don't tell me, like, I'm losing weight. <laughs> Someone look at you funny for the rest of that day.
1: I'm laughing because I thought we had wrapped it up. <laughs> but I see that it's a, it's a topic that, that
0: We that. might have to get back yeah. to this. <laughs> we're going to have to make an episode. <laughs> Write that down, y'all. This is going to happen. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up episode 10 <laughs> thank you all for listening thank you all for your comments your support your love so far in this journey because without you guys we don't do what we do anyway because mm-hmm. nobody will listen mm-hmm. so um, if you have a mental matter that gets on your nerves feel free to hit us up on Facebook Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. search for us at mental matters podcast and also listen on SoundCloud rate us on iTunes bunch of instructions i'm not telling you to do it all at once if you did that's dope though because yep. we don't know how to get better if you don't tell us mm-hmm. and if you have topic ideas concerns or something you want to spill it about feel free to email us at mentalmatterspodcast gmail.com yep and that's it that's it that's all i got yep um, if you see us this summer we're looking to get to different festivals and whatnot this summer and if you get a big Mental Matters card in your hand, then you know to go listen to it. So, yep. all that good stuff. So, <laughs> tell your friends about his family. And we're just trying to make sure your mind's right. That's it. Yep,
1: we're
0: here to serve y'all. Here to serve. Episode Sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 And Chip Schmidt said what up. Okay. My man. Yep. Peace. Ben-
2: <laughs> uh,